Welcome to the Mixed Movement, where we speak candidly about the uncommon commonalities that people of mixed race face in our world today. Here, we listen, share, learn, and acknowledge that through our stories, we are all connected. We are your hosts, me, Chris, and Rachel Go. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. Today, we have a really unique episode for you. This was all Christine's idea. I'm giving her full credit. Give credit where credit is due, right? We each have taken some time, a few moments, to record our fears that we've dealt with or navigated our entire lives. And it's kind of a little insight into our thoughts and what we've had to what we've had to deal with and overcome. But we did it a little bit differently this time. And instead of a group recording, we each have recorded our segment separately. So today you get to listen to each of us individually. And I think my favorite part about this is that the three of us don't know what the others were talking about and we won't until it's been released. So enjoy the show. Please be sure to let us know what you think at the end of the episode. Either find us on our website and shoot us an email or feel free to send us a message via Instagram or TikTok or Facebook and let us know what you think of the episode. Let us know if you have any questions or feedback. We always want to hear back from you. And that about sums it up. Let's get started. Enjoy the show. Hey, this is Chris. This is my segment on fears. And I have a great appreciation for this uh, subject because it gave me the opportunity to reassess what my fears are now. I know we've talked a lot and a lot of our guests have talked about the fears and, you know, things that they've gone through, experiences that have made them uncomfortable. And when I sat there and I was like, okay, so what do I want to talk about as far as uh, fears are and have my fears changed, increased, decreased? And um, I realized that I have, I have different fears now than I used to have because I learned how to respond to some of my fears I had when I was younger. So... I guess I could I could start off by telling you that my biggest fears right now are for those who are around me, close to me, those that I love and that love me and them coming across the kind of um, prejudice that we're we're used to dealing with, you know, they're not used to dealing with it. They I mean, we, we've been built for this, like we've grown up in this, we know like to expect it, but I'm afraid oftentimes that the people that we are around, because they are around us, I don't want them to, you know, be uncomfortable if there are others around them and they start saying things very derogatory about people of mixed race or even people of color, you know, because they're so close to us, that would cause them to be uncomfortable. So I never want to make people that I care about uncomfortable, you know, even though it's not directly coming from me. So I think that's my biggest fear is I fear for them and um, their discomfort because they, they don't know how to deal with things the way we've been, you know, taught through our experiences to deal with them. 
my mother was adopted. And as I, I spoke before in our previous uh, recordings, that when her adoptive parents found out that she was pregnant with me and that my father was Black, they disowned her. And so that was that was very crushing for my mother, of course. And it's more proof that, you know, people like that actually exist. My mom is awesome. My mom is, um, man, my mom is my hero. I do remember, you know, the times that she would sneak to see her adoptive mother. And it was always on Christmas Eve and it was always at Yorktown Mall. And um, just to reiterate what happened, I, she would take me with her all the time. So it came to a point to where she met with her Christmas Eve and I was with her and she never acknowledged my existence whenever they met. Um, but she told my mother that I was getting too old to come with her anymore when she came to see her. And um, my mother told her, well, I guess this is the last time we're going to see each other then. So my mother chose me over her adoptive mother. And that was huge to me. And I, I can never, I'll never forget that. But it really hurt my mom. And I remember even back then, as young as I was, it really hurt her. And I saw how it affected her. And just the thought of anyone else having to go through something similar uh, to that, it, it's scary. That is, that's my biggest fear because it's unfair. Um, and I don't want to be the reason. Now, if we're talking about fears, I, I think that it makes sense for me to kind of tell you how I I deal with any fears that I do have um, outside of what I just spoke about, which is my biggest fear. These are not my biggest fears, but I mean, they're still relevant because I still have those, those concerns. So my response to fears of not being accepted or um, being welcomed or, you know, just having some type of negative thrown at me is to think about it ahead of time. I've, I've thought about, you know, experiences I've had because those have been teachers for me. Like I know how I've responded before. I know what makes sense, what doesn't. Hats off to Amelia, which was our guest before. And she spoke about something really derogatory that a coworker said, not realizing that she was African-American and hats off to her for how she dealt with it because we have a choice on how we deal with things. You know, you can either, you know, just, <laughs> you could just go ham on someone or you can try and go about it uh, the correct way. And I understand that she was at work. So she, you know, not necessarily the correct way. I won't even say that. That's not what I mean. I mean, cause sometimes going ham is the correct way. So anyway, what she had to do what she had to do cause she was at work and you know, your job is important. So there's, there's some uh, situations and spaces where you have to be a little more controlled than you normally would. So I will tell you a story that I read in one of my favorite books. Um, it's called Courage, the Joy of Living Dangerously by Osho or Osha. I'm not sure, but it's O-S-H-O. Anyway, I'm, I can't say the story verbatim, but I will tell you the gist of it and how I handle things like that and pretty much overall in life. So there was this big, beautiful tree in the forest, uh, huge, like biggest tree around, oldest tree. The roots were so deep. Um, people traveled from miles around to see this tree because it was so beautiful and so strong and so amazing. It was known for 
you know, throughout the whole village and villages beyond that. So one day a storm came, a really strong storm. It, it did so much damage. And people, the village people, after the storm was over, they went to to check on the tree. And the tree had fallen. This was upsetting to them because this is like a symbol of, oh my gosh, strength. Of course, it's a symbol of strength. And then it's fallen. But what they realized is all around the big, strong tree was grass. So... When you think about grass, it the roots don't go very deep. It's not very strong. A child could walk along and just grab a fistful of it and pull it right out of the ground with no problem. So why is it that this big, strong tree with deep roots was uprooted and taken right out of the ground? And this grass, which is weak, was fine. It wasn't touched was because the tree fought against the storm and the grass did not. The grass went with the flow. The storm and the winds go one way. Guess what? The grass went that way. It just kind of let be whatever was going to be and it was fine. So whenever I'm, I'm faced with situations like that or, you know, people like that and overall in life, and I, I've told my children a story, I have to decide at that moment whether I want to be the grass or I want to be the tree. There's times when I knew I needed to be the tree. And other times, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be the grass because why? <laughs> you know, because why? It's not even worth the fight. Trying to change people's minds. And if that's how they think, that's just how they're going to think. You can have a conversation with them and, you know, maybe you change your mind, but Mm, the likelihood of that, I think in my mind is very slim. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be the grass. You know, that doesn't mean I'm not going to take up for myself, but I'm not going to war. I'm, I'm not going to exhaust myself over other people's ignorance. So that's kind of helped me. And I hope, you know, the, that thought process can help someone else. But um, basically that's it. That's my biggest fear you know, fears that I can, I have control over now. So I deal with my fears. I've, you know, kind of lowered my expectations in most cases, um, when it comes to people, because I like to be pleasantly surprised if they show me not to be, you know, the people that I've come against my whole life, then I am pleasantly surprised. I'm excited. I'm like, Oh my God, this is awesome. So it, it gives me some hope, but I also know that it's not always going to be like that, but I'm okay with it at this point. I think I've, I've had so many experiences that I'm just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I am who I am. I know who I am. I'm proud of who I am. And I stand up for who I am. I stand up for my mother. I stand up for my father, like, and I'm okay with that. So that's all I have on that subject. And thanks for listening. Bye. Hi, I'm Rachel Go. It is my mission in life to help people like you learn to love every aspect of themselves in order to attain the life of their dreams. If you are ready to live a life free of fears and land that dream job or go travel the world or whatever your dreams may be, message me at coachrachelgo at gmail.com. That's C-O-A-C-H-R-A-C-H-A-E-L 
G-O at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at liveempowerednow. There's nothing more powerful than loving the person you see in the mirror every day because courage starts within. Hello, everyone. I am Rachel Go, and I am extremely excited to share with you a little bit about my fears that I've had growing up because they've been pretty prevalent in my upbringing and into adulthood. And in sharing this, I'm hoping that I can help somebody shift their perspective the way that I've finally learned how to. My number one biggest fear that really has determined the way I navigate my life is actually the fear of being disowned or rejected by my family. I know that most of you know that I um, I am the result of an affair. My mom had an affair with a black man and he wasn't really a prominent part of my life growing up, but I did know that he existed. That being said, her husband at the time chose to take me in as his own and technically adopt me. And that dynamic alone, for me, I felt like I needed to be on my best behavior all of the time because I rightfully so could get disowned. And I know, especially for a little person to feel that way, it really caused a lot of confusion for me. So I I found that while going through life, I had to be on my best behavior all of the time, um, especially with my dad. Not so much with my mom. And mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry, (laughs) but you still love me, so thank you. but just I was always at risk of not being loved anymore. And as an adult, especially as I speak these words, I know how untrue that is. But when you're little, you know, eight, nine, ten, especially going into junior high and high school, and you don't have those words to speak and you don't know that it's okay to talk about these things, you bottle it up. And I found that. I really felt like I was afraid to be myself, afraid to get upset in certain situations because I knew how lucky I was. And I think for me, oftentimes, any sort of rejection, be it friendship or, you know, in a relationship, it hurt a little bit worse because it was that fear of mine coming to fruition, maybe in a different facet, but it still hurt. So it really did, especially in my young adult life, it did keep me from doing certain things that I wanted to do too. I moved away from my family when I was 23 years old and everybody remained in the Midwest and I, I moved out to the Pacific Northwest. And every time I came back to the Midwest to visit, I was afraid to contact my dad's side of the family. 
even 24 or 26, in my 30s, I felt like if my my dad found out that I was talking to them, you know, Nate and Christine, that it would hurt his feelings. And so navigating life, feeling like I have to do things so that I don't get caught or I don't get yelled at or I don't hurt anybody else's feelings because this person, these people chose to keep me when they didn't have to really shaped me into being extremely critical on myself and quite frankly, held me back from a lot of experiences that I think I could have had. That being said, I forced myself to have these conversations in my late 30s. And I got to tell you, I am accepted, I am loved, and I was a choice. I don't know what happened along the way where I got into my own head about my right for being a part of my family, but it really stifled me from living my biggest and best life and allowing people in that deserve to be there. And I just have to tell you, that moment when I had the courage, I found the courage to have that conversation with my family, with my parents, and really just say thank you. I didn't question. I just said thank you for always loving me. And the response that I had from them was open arms, nothing but love. It was a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. Hence why now I have this podcast with my half-siblings, and they are a part of my life, and I wear that proudly, and I love my entire family. I always have. I'm done with letting the fear of being disowned stop me from living my life and getting to know my family, which is a right that I have, I always have. So my advice to anybody who even slightly feels that way is don't shrink yourself. If you're fearful of being unaccepted or rejected, always start with love first. Always say thank you for everything that you've done for me. This is how I'm feeling and have a conversation about it. It's scary, but I guarantee you that you will get the answers that you need. They may not necessarily be the answers that you want. They might even be better. But this is, I hope to encourage somebody to go out there, take that chance. If something doesn't feel right, if you're confused, if you're scared, if you're feeling alone, talk to somebody about it. Do not let that fear dictate everything in your life because I did. And it was a pretty, it was a pretty isolating place to be. It was, it was scary and it was sad. I did also feel like being biracial, I have carried a lot of fears just overall and in general in life. Socially, primarily, getting to know new people, 
I at one point would just get offended if they would ask my race because I don't, I didn't care. I think that's part of the reason why I moved to the other side of the country was to get away from any sort of association with being mixed and having to explain how I fit into my own family. So I did have a bit of a fear of being questioned, having to answer questions, and then being looked at differently. It's the strangest thing when people find out or you answer their questions that you are one race that you don't predominantly look. And it's a judgment. And nobody likes to feel like they're being judged. But I have learned to actually really love it because I feel like when people learn my races, they might have that initial preconceived idea of what I should be or how I should act. And then they realize, oh, she's not X, Y, and Z. And then they get kind of confused. And quite frankly, I thrive on that. I am the type of person that really loves to prove people wrong in a very polite way. (laughs) I feel like I'm Southern. Um, (laughs) I feel like it is always the best when you can inadvertently teach somebody that not everybody should be put into whatever box they think that they should belong. When you can teach somebody that you are smarter or stronger or more independent than what they think you should be, damn, it's such a good feeling. So again, that's another fear that I've had of of being questioned or judged based on the color of my skin, not who I am as a person. And that that shift happened for me when I was in my early 20s, though, and I, I loved every single time I could see somebody's face just kind of get confused <laughs> when I proved them wrong, and it's empowering. So whatever strength you have, because we all have them, wear it proudly. Do not minimize yourself based on the company you are surrounded with. Own exactly every aspect of who you are because you are beautiful and we are all here for a reason. And when you learn to face your fears, accept them, and then let them go, there's no better feeling in the world. It's freeing. So I encourage all of you to have those conversations if you're afraid of being rejected have those conversations. Ask questions and tell them how you feel. And also, know your strengths. Do not ever dull your shine because amazing things happen when you are true to yourself. What I think about when I when I hear the word fear, and I'll just be honest and tell you what's on my head, what's on my heart, what comes to mind as a man. I think about a lot of the the ways a man is supposed to behave, the way society thinks a man is supposed to behave, the way I was raised, being a man, uh, what a man is supposed to look like. You don't show emotion. You do not cry. The only time that it is okay to cry basically is if 
you broke your leg, you broke your arm, something physically happened to you. I had good parents. Like my mom was very open and loving and my dad was there and he supported us and he was he was there. He didn't sit there and say I love you and but we knew he he loved us. I mean, he he did. He showed it. He he worked, he provided. He's when he was home, he he spent time with us. Even though he didn't say the words, we were loved by him. So that was good. But it was basically just all your friends, everyone around you, um everything you see that just that kind of reinforced that whole being a man is not crying, not showing emotion, being tough. And here's the, the crazy thing, too, is even when you did break a leg or get a big gash or cut your head open, whatever it was, it was like, yeah, you can cry for a minute, but then you suck it up and you you push forward. And that was that was just there for shit my whole life. So reason I'm talking about this is like I, I wouldn't basically I had an issue years ago. I mean, six, seven years ago, um, I went through something traumatic emotionally and I did not know how to handle it. I wanted to cry, but you know, being taught not to cry, you don't, you, you shove it down and then you get to a place where you just can't handle it. So you, you show it in and anger, it's got to come out somehow. So you you punch things, you kick things. There's just a lot of damage that you do because you don't know how to show it in a healthy way to express your emotions in a healthy way. So I went through a breakdown. I got to a place, a very bad place. I was stuck, felt alone. And then I, I had a night where I just sat and said, all right, this is it. Like, I don't know what to do. I have to do something different. A dark night of the soul is what I would like to say. And I decided that I was going to do something different. I couldn't look to other people for love is what I thought, really. Um, so I I made this promise to myself to love myself. If I was someone who loved me, how would I treat me? Um, so I started reading books about taking care of yourself, not like self-care, like going to get a haircut and, you know, no, no, like emotionally spending time with myself, telling myself, I love myself. I know it sounds cheesy, but it is a truth. And it's not something that I, I ever said to myself, didn't feel like it was okay. Didn't let anyone know that I was doing that, but I, I started to feel a little different. There was a shift that happened and it didn't happen right away. Um, I just started saying like, I love myself. Any time I, I felt low when I thought everything was ending, I'm like, I love myself. I love myself. And then you start saying it so much, you start believing it. You feel it. There's a feeling that comes with it. It's, it's in your heart. It opens a little bit. And that was just the start of all of this this work that I've been leaning into and have been so passionate about for many years. So I think that's, that's what comes to mind when I hear fear, what fears I have. And just, I, I think of just as being a man. Now my, my belief is a man is a man that does show emotion, that does work hard, does all the things he does push through. But there's a balance in there between the masculine and the feminine is the way I see it. And a man can hold both. A woman can hold both. 
the way I see it is why not? It's only going to benefit you and depending on, you know, who you're with in your life, it's, you're going to be a more well-rounded person when it comes to holding space for them emotionally. If you learn how to hold the space for yourself emotionally, you can't love anyone else more than you love yourself. So like the self-love is unbelievably important. I believe that there needs to be a new idea, a new standard for what a man is and teaching young men what it looks like to be a healthy man. Like I said, my fear is that lots of young men will never learn this and never express how they feel in a healthy way at all. I see it with lots of young people I know. I mean, I have, I have two young men, my kids, and I try my best to explain everything to them, express all my feelings in a healthy way and, and to, so that they will do the same. And I can see the pushback from them on this because of what their, their peers say. I mean, and what they see and what they hear from anyone and everyone, it goes against all of it. But the one thing that I do notice, and I'm trying to get them to notice, is that those people who are telling them not to express those feelings are hurting themselves. They're hurting. They are the ones that are hurting. And I just, I just don't want that. So my big fear is that people just won't express the way they feel in a healthy way, and it'll do more damage with isolation, I mean, they'll isolate themselves, they'll become depressed, shut down, and it can get worse and worse. I mean, I've heard of it, I've seen it, um, and that's my big fear, is that I just don't want anyone, men or women, to shove everything down. Um, there needs to be some people to guide, to show how to express it all in a healthy way. It's just going to benefit them and everyone around them their entire life. My hope is that everyone feels comfortable enough to really express how they're feeling. If someone hurt their feelings, to say, hey, what you just said hurt my feelings. And that that person or whoever it is, whatever it is, whatever the situation is, is that person can just listen without judgment and accept that's where we need to be, I think. So there's a lot of fear around being judged and not accepted. So if people can work on that, and there's ways to do it. There's lots of ways to do it. There's tons of self-help. There's all kinds of videos. There's everything. It's just don't try and reinvent the wheel. Someone has done this before, and uh, there's plenty of resources out there to lean into it. I'm an open book. Anyone who wants to ask me any kind of question about anything, I don't know everything. But what I do know, I'll share, and I hope it's beneficial. And that is it for today's episode, you guys. Please, please tell us what you think. You can find us on Instagram at mixed.movement or find us on Facebook at Mixed Movement. Or you can even find us on TikTok as well at mixed.movement. Please let us know what you think of the episode. We love to hear your feedback and ask any questions. We are always happy to respond. You can find this episode and more on our website at mixedmovement.com. Hope you enjoyed today's show. See you soon.
We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We want to be here for you, and we can't do what we're doing without your support. Please hit subscribe, and to stay up to date, head on over to mixmovement.com. That's M-I-X-D-M-O-V-E-M-E-N-T.com to stay up to date with news and more. We are The Mixed Movement. See you next time.